This is the Sterling Clear Audio Podcast, Episode 4, Reducing Reverb and Evading Echo. Welcome in to our Sterling Clear Audio community. I am Michael Sterling, founder of Sterling Clear Audio and your audio mentor. This is our weekly program when we talk about the fusion of techniques and technology for social audio, podcasting, and live streaming. Each of us only has 24 hours in the day, so it means a lot to me that you're spending a little part of it with us. Thank you. Attached to this program is a link to our Discord server. That's our central hub for our audio creator community. So as we get started, I invite you to join us there to network with others, learn new things, and get exclusive access to Sterling Clear Audio. So today, we're gonna talk about reducing reverb and evading audio echo. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And what I mean by that is um, a lot of what we talk about when it comes to audio quality and so on, Uh, actually starts not with the audio equipment that you use, like your microphone and all that, but the space around you. So um, we we have talked about this here and there in different rooms on Clubhouse and spaces on Twitter. We've, um, you know, had had lots of conversations about this, that, and the other. I kind of wanted just to have one focused conversation about this uh, with everything in moderation, because it's certainly something that I think lots of people online can benefit from. Even if all you do is Zoom calls for work or for school, um, if, if you can eliminate a lot of the echoes and, and make your space a little quieter and more audio friendly, then uh, yeah, that'd be cool. By the way, uh, my new space, I have the windows open, so you might hear birds from time to time through my condenser microphone and, uh, and some other natural sounds, cars driving by. I, I like good fresh air flowing through. And by the way, my name is Michael Sterling. I'm an audio engineer of more than 25 years. Um, I got started doing sound when I was 13 years old, uh, doing it for my church. And I found myself an audio mentor and have been in the audio production business for uh, quite a while. Also video production, live event production, and so on. And I'm the founder of Sterling Clear Audio. And we are a creator community of podcasters and live streamers and social audio hosts who uh, are all lifting each other up and helping each other out to produce better content. So I'm happy to have you here. And with us is Cindy Lou Miller on Clubhouse. Cindy Lou is the uh, social audio queen, should we say? Cindy Lou, how about you introduce yourself and uh, we can get going on today's topic. Thanks. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to change everything now. I like that social audio queen rather than the social audio pro which is what I chose for my handle because well, pro is good too. It's got um, it's it's it was uh, there was not too many characters. So because I was going to do social audio mechanic, but then there were too many characters for when I was setting up my um, profiles. So I was lucky to get social audio pro. You can find me on almost every platform as that. But they're all just getting started because we're all just getting started in this lovely journey that we have of it. And I do host a lot of social audio, primarily right now on Clubhouse, although I am working on branching out a bit. I've done some Facebook audios. I've done a couple of Twitter spaces. 
And so watch for me in newer spaces. Um, so Michael, I love this topic and it is so funny that you're doing this now. We had somebody in our room last night who was standing outside of an elevator waiting to go on. And it sounded like she was basically in the hallway, like at a hospital, you know, where there's just all that. I mean, it sounded like she was standing in an echo chamber. It was really amazing. And today I'm coming to you from my best audio space, which is, um, you know, still lying in bed. <laughs> Gotta love that. So the topic of the day is reducing reverb and evading echo. Thanks for those who have popped in. When we talk about producing audio content, and or even if that means just a Zoom call, um, we're all going to be using some sort of microphones to pick up um, what's going on around us, pick up our voices especially is what we're going for. And a lot of times people think that to get better quality audio, they have to start with a better quality microphone or buy a pro microphone or something like that in the first place. When really the very first uh, thing you want to keep in mind about all this is the environment in which you are creating your content or recording it for a podcast or live streaming or whatever. Because if you're in a a room that reverberates a lot, has a lot of echo sounds, that's going to be picked up by the microphone. And you can have the best microphone out there for your voice. Um, and if you have a lot of echoes, it's going to pick it up. So one thing that you've got to keep in mind is the environment around you. And there are some simple concepts to kind of get started on, on reducing echoes and, and, and so on. And that is that hard surfaces tend to reflect sound, soft surfaces tend to absorb or uh, dissipate sound. Uh, you, can, you can do this quite easily, test it out by just grabbing the voice memos app on your phone or whatever, and record yourself in the bathroom. Go into a closet with a lot of clothes in your house and record yourself in there and then listen with headphones to the difference between the two. And you will find that the soft surfaces in a closet, like a walk-in closet or a closet you can open up full of clothes, when you're, when you're speaking in, in areas like that, those surfaces are absorbing and dissipating a lot of the sound. And so the microphone is going to record more of just your voice cleanly instead of getting all of those echoes. So avoid hard surfaces like uh, tile floors, um, lots and lots of windows and things like that, because if it can reflect a ball pretty easily, it can probably reflect sound pretty easily. Um, yeah, that's just sort of an opening salvo of, of information about that is, is try to uh, have soft surfaces around you or, or things that, that can absorb and dissipate the sound. And if you have a walk-in closet, that might be a pretty good place to, to park yourself when you're creating your audio. All right, Cindy Lou, what's your experience with this, with uh, your setup? Do you, do you have kind of a studio that you do? Have you, have you put some sound treatment into it? Put those soft surfaces up? Um, I have not yet set up an actual studio and some of the spaces in, I'm in, I actually want that reverb. So, you know, as singers, we might go in the bathroom on purpose to add the reverb. Uh, so there knowing you what you want for sound to go out is important. 
You make a very good point, Cindy Lou. And uh, for these purposes, we're talking about live streaming and podcasting and so on, getting the cleanest audio out of those sorts of things. So yeah, definitely it, it kind of depends on the content you're creating. So let me turn the microphone now over to Nee on Clubhouse. Nee is a good friend of Sterling Clear Audio. And what are your thoughts on this topic today, sir? I have treated my space because I'm in a basement where I have no windows and everything um, that I like, you know, in terms of so I could control my light and to be able to control my sound. So um, I do have a lot of pictures on my wall. They are more or less like a canvas, kind of like feeling kind of thingy. But then I did stuff. Um, I went to Lowe's, bought some uh, styrofoam kind of thing for me then to stuff into them so I could fill in the space in my room and I got a sofa and then right where my microphone is on my table I have a is it a gaming mat um, for my mouse which also absorbs some of that noise from bouncing back and forth you know just try to fill in up, up with other fill up those dead spaces and instead of using a um, condenser mic, I, I use a dynamic mic also so that I could get closer to the microphone and try to push some of those reverb away, try to treat my um, recording space much to what my finance can handle, you know, not to go get a acoustic panel in because you could do that with a lot of stuff that may be in your house also to treat that space to dump in the sound a little bit so that's what um i have done in in my little studio that i have at home thank you Nee. yeah you bring up a lot of great points about um doing some basic sound control and yeah the first thing we should point out is is nobody should feel like they have to run out and buy expensive Oralex foam acoustical tiles to do this. I mean, you could if you have the money and you know just want to throw it around. Well, fine, but um, you know there are practical things that we have uh, throughout the house, or we can get that are a lot less expensive that that will work, like pillows and thick blankets, quilts, um, things like that, and in the, of clothing. Like we said, if uh, if you have a walk-in closet, it's already full of clothes. Maybe they're the out-of-season clothes or whatever. Then you know you can plant yourself in there and it's all going to absorb that sound and your microphone is just going to pick up you um, or more of, of just you, if that's what you're going for. Um, there was another point that you made me. Oh yes. A dynamic versus condenser microphones. That is a good point that, that we should bring up. There are two basic types of microphones. And when it comes to treating the space that you're recording in or whatever, um, it's good to know the difference between dynamic and condenser microphones because uh, dynamic microphones tend to do a much better job of only picking up sort of what's around them. Like on stage, on a, in a concert, it just picks up the singer singing right into it because it's needing to avoid picking up all the other sounds of all the other instruments and yada yada. Condenser microphones are a little bit different. They are better at picking up sort of a, a wider fidelity of sound and they can pick up more of what's around them than than dynamic does. 
the point the reason I say that is that if you have a condenser microphone, especially like the the USB microphones that we know of that people are using nowadays for virtual things like uh, the Blue Yeti microphones, those are all condensers. There are other microphones in that same sort of class that will pick up a lot more sound around them because um, they're meant to sit on your desk and be a little bit of a distance away from your mouth. So they need to be able to p be able to pick up your voice better. But because of that, if you have a very reverberant or echoey room, then it's going to pick up more of that. So um, just think about the type of microphone you have or, or you know what you're using in what space as you're doing this. I love w when you first started and you said, you know, don't go buy uh, an expensive microphone, trying to think if that microphone is going to solve uh, most of your issues without not treating. Because, I mean, no matter how good quality the microphone you get, if that room or that space is not treated well, you're still going to have the noise bouncing back and forth. And people may be wondering what you're talking about, noise bouncing back and forth, you know, because it's, it's that sound wave that picks in your microphone. Your microphone has a capsule in it that um, absorbs sound waves. So the waves will be bouncing on the wall and it's gonna reflect back into your microphone. So if somebody's listening, they're kind of wondering what you're talking about. Um, that's what Mike Mike was referring to. And also with the USB microphones to microphone, uh, Mike, um, I think now they do have dynamic USB microphones out there also so uh, when people are looking they can look i think um, beacon has one and personas also has a dynamic microphone and i think the personas one is like top of the um top right now um microphone and i think fifine also has one so um, not to discourage people from buying those well, USB also, microphones. Also, definitely, there's the um, Audio Technica AT twenty one hundred or something like that, and the um, oh, it's right up there, and it's uh, the Samson Q two U. I own a Samson Q two U. It's a dynamic microphone, USB and XLR, so it can kind of cover everything. And because it's dynamic, it will um, do a little bit better job reducing the picking up all the sounds around it, but you really should get in closer as well because it's a, dynam a dynamic mic. Yeah, take all those things into account. One thing that you brought up, Nee, is uh, microphones and whether you buy a dynamic or a condenser microphone or whatever. I want to point out at this point that if you have a cell phone, you have a pretty good microphone already. And so if you can find a space like a walk-in closet or, or some space where you, there's a lot of soft surfaces and you get out the, the recording, voice recording app or whatever that's on your device, then, you know, speak into the bottom of your phone, just sort of off-center a little bit so you're not popping into the bottom of the phone, but it can record pretty good audio and in a good environment, it will capture pretty clean audio. So even if you don't have any money to buy a microphone, you can at least do that to get started. And 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 that's really true too, Michael. Because um, there's a lady, um, she um, Floatry. She has a um, a podcast that she does, and um, like, man, your audio sounds so good. Like, where do you do it? She said, I do it in my closet. How do you do it? I use my iPhone. 
you know, she, she, she flips it to the bottom and I think she has a pop filter on it so you could control the plosives and everything. And that's how she records into um, the recording app that she has. If she never told you, you never know. So I did try that also. And I think Michael, you and I have also had this discussion also, you know, so I did try that and it works. Like it works really good. So when I'm on my audio um, coaching to people, you know, and they're trying to figure out what microphone I need to get and, you know, budget wise, you know, it, those are one of the things I tell them, you know, go on Amazon and buy your big old pop filter that I refer to them, which is like $5. Pop that thing on the bottom, you know, and talk into your iPhone. And you could even still walk around in your house and still talk into your iPhone, into your voice memo app or your recorder app if you want to record around your house. And um, it works It works really good. And once upon a time, I'm sure you guys are may have known this and we all go mad when Apple stopped giving those headsets into the microphone, into with the phones. If you have those and you just start in and there's something that you just want to build an interest to, it's better than not um, starting at all. So you could, you, you could still use those, put them closer to you, your, your mouth and not having them scratching and everything. And you're still going to get good audio from them. So it's all about how you use that equipment that you have. Definitely. And um, I kind of brought this up before earlier in the room. <laughs> One thing that you could do, it's, it's kind of fun, is to take your smartphone and your voice memos app and just sort of do a little recording session around your house and hear afterward what different spaces sound like uh, when you speak in them. And so like you could try to hold it a, the microphone on your phone about the same place from your voice each time. But as you're recording, do sort of a play-by-play -play of, of where you are, uh, even which direction you're facing, um, and so on, so that you get a sense on the playback when you listen with headphones of of what the the room is actually doing to the sound. So you could say, I'm in the bathroom right now, I'm facing the mirror, and I'm turning toward the shower curtain, and now I'm gonna walk out into the hallway, and I'm walking down the hallway, and when you listen to that later, <laughs> you'll go, wow, you know, the sound really kind of deadened a little bit when I turned toward the shower curtain. And then when I walked back out into the hallway, it did this weird phasing thing. And like, you, you can really kind of get a sense of what audio does, how it reflects around as you're doing that. And if you have a, a space that you kind of think is a good uh, place for recording your content, do the test definitely in there and say, I'm, you know, three feet away from the clothes in the walk-in closet and I've, I'm, I'm facing the corner and now I'm turning, I'm directly facing the clothes just so you can really tweak it. And when you listen to it later and go, okay, I, I sounded best when I was facing this direction or whatever, you know, you take a little bit, a little bit of time and you can work out something that will sound much better probably than what you're doing or what you, what you could have done if you hadn't gone through that process. Yeah. Any other thoughts from you both, Cindy Lou? Yeah, go ahead. That is so funny. I have done that with video, taking my phone before I got lighting and all that stuff, you know, but like when I first started and walked around with my camera and, you know, just looked at, I'm now facing the window, I'm, but I didn't think about using that for the audio piece. And can you please, um, 
make phasing a term that the general public might understand and not music or sound people? Because what is sound phasing? That's what I'm asking you. What is sound phasing? Ah, uh, okay. Um, sound phasing, just sort of to try to explain it as simply as possible, is like um, sound waves can actually interact with each other. And when sound is reflecting off of a hard surface back into your ears or a microphone or whatever, there may be some times where the sound waves are actually lining up or canceling each other out in very strange ways. And that's what I mean by phasing. And maybe that's not exactly the definition, but um, when sound waves interact with each other or you're in a particular place where um, they're all coming back at you at exactly the same time or whatever, you can get some interesting effects. And I will, I'll tell a little story about this. And I'm thinking about this now. Thanks for bringing this up. Uh, when I was in high school, we had a space that we called the Little Theater. And the Little Theater was basically this square room that had um, three of the four sides with like theater seating. It was kind of a theater in the round, but kind of not. And there was an echo spot right in the middle of the little theater that if you stood just in this spot and you spoke, you could hear yourself reflecting off of the wall in front of you and both of the walls to your left and your right because you were exactly uh, the same distance and your voice was coming back at exactly the same. It was just a weird effect. And so what you don't want is for some sort of weird thing like that to happen in your recording because once that's in a recording or whatever you're doing it's locked in like there's it's going to be difficult to take things like that out like when i was setting up uh, i just moved last weekend when i was setting my stuff up uh, i noticed i had my desk arranged a certain way and i was actually um, getting a little bit of a weird effect like that coming off of the wall to my right. So I had to adjust the angle of my desk and I've put up a little bit of sound treatment to help with that. So uh, I don't know, Cindy Lou, does that help? Does that kind of explain things a little better? That does help. Uh, so we're kind of listening for hearing double sound maybe? Doubles or like all of a sudden your voice sounds different than it did because what's happening is there's frequencies and sound waves canceling each other out and so all of a sudden the sound of your voice doesn't sound like it has throughout the rest of the recording because the sound waves are getting weird okay i will have fun playing with sound this week <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again sort of to recap what we were talking about it, it has to do with soft surfaces being able to um, absorb and dissipate sound and hard surfaces are not good for quiet recordings. Makes it sound very echoey and so on. So um, unless you want to get some good reverberant sound for your voice for singing, um, you know, avoid the bathroom, avoid the kitchen, and find a place like a walk-in closet where you've got a lot of soft surfaces that are going to absorb that. And your microphone just has to record your voice and you get a cleaner recording out of it. With that, I appreciate everybody being here. Cindy Lou and, and Dee, um, any final thoughts as we wrap this up for the day? I would say um, don't be afraid to use the equipment that you get. Um, try to push it to the limit and see how the equipment goes. Um, I yield the mic back to you, Mike. Thank you, Nee. 
Cindy Lou, you had some great questions today. We talked about some great stuff. Hopefully it was helpful for you. What are your final thoughts of, on, our, on our conversation today? So my final thoughts are, now that we know how to take echo out and reverb out, I will be connecting you guys because I got my mixer and I'm going to be putting some echo in on purpose and a bit of reverb. So we'll be playing with that with you guys coming up. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, this has super helped me and I now turn my phone upside down. I'm going to have to get used to that, but I think I think I can handle that. So thank you so very much. You sound great. You really do. Well, that's all for now. Thanks again to each person who added to this conversation and you for taking time out of your day for Sterling Clear Audio. Join us next time for Everything in Moderation, a simul chat on Clubhouse and Twitter spaces that you can be a part of. Remember that the Sterling Clear Audio podcast is created from only a portion of our social audio programs. For access to every full-length conversation that we've had, please join the Sterling Clear Audio Club on the Clubhouse platform. That is available on both Android and iOS with no need for an invitation. This program was brought to you by Sterling Clear Audio, building a global community of empowered content creators, also offering personalized one-on-one audio mentoring and social audio production services. For all of that and more, please visit sterlingclear.online.